0: Hey there, folks. It's Tom, long time no podcast. Way back in March, we recorded episodes 33 and 34 of Social Distance Warriors, and they never got edited and released until now. Here is the first of those two, with the other one soon to follow. So bear in mind as you listen that this episode and the next episode are both going to be a little bit out of date. But after these two, we will be back with some episodes that are a bit more current. Anyway, on with the show. Hello, welcome to Social Distance Warriors, which is a podcast about uh, the pandemic and other topics related to it uh, and social distancing and all those good things. My name is Tom and I cannot claim expertise in any area related to the pandemic.
1: Um, You can call me Rat. And I think, (laughs) you know what, I think I am going to claim some expertise (gasps) in living through a global pandemic. We've, Mm. We've done some stuff. That if you um, asked us a year ago, we would not have been experts in. But I think living through a global pandemic, we've done that. Mm. We're doing it.
0: (laughs) So does this mean you can now be trusted to provide expert information?
1: I cannot be trusted (laughs) to provide expert information. But I, I do feel like I'm becoming more expert.
0: Hmm. Are you becoming an expert in the workings of the United States Postal Service?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely – so it's officially been one month of employment uh, with the post office. Oh, it's March 6th, 2021. We say that sometimes. Oh, yeah, we say that sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, so I'm sort of at the point where I like have – worked in my mail carrier position just long enough to know like how completely overwhelmed I can be about what I need to learn. Hmm. But that is more information and experience than I have ever had before about the inner workings of a mail system.
0: Hmm. Does it require you to learn more and know more than the Census Bureau did?
1: Um, What it really... um, And I feel like I've done a good job successfully hiding this for the past month I've been there. It really requires you to know, like, how to count and Ah. which numbers are larger and which numbers are smaller. And also your left and right and sense of direction and sense of time and uh, space, which I'm not very great at. But, yeah, it, it is a lot more specific skills then the Census Bureau, because I was in the office, it was, you know, this is any kind of office job would be those same skills.
0: Have you found that it uh, has created a conflict in you since I know that you are a longtime friend and ally to dogs, (laughs) but I know that dogs are often, you know, against the profession of the of the mail carrier
1: yeah you're right it is as if there are two dogs uh sort of fighting inside me one is the mail carrier dog and one is the angry whenever it sees the mail carrier dog um but yeah i mean they did go over that was one of the few things they like really went over in our like (laughs) mail carrier training they had like Every classroom had, like, a statue of a dog in the front, uh, and they would mention it sometimes. You do have dog spray. Like, that is the only weapon they give you. The only weapon a mail carrier carries is dog spray and um, a, like, heavy canvas satchel that you're Hmm. supposed to use. It's like sword and shield, dog spray and shield. Um, But actually, I mean, all the dogs I've encountered, I am happy to see them. So maybe that'll change, but I still get really excited when I see dogs on my route.
0: Well, that's all very exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like that when you I, I own a dog and sometimes like uh, other dogs are dog aggressive. So I know I know what it is to like be walking through the world as someone who loves dogs and every dog I see may not feel that same way. Do
0: you deliver mail to your own neighborhood? <laughs>
1: no. I, or is that
0: a conflict of interest?
1: <laughs> it's not. I mean, I just didn't get hired for my local post office. I'm about 10, a post office that's like 10 minutes away from my house, which Got is it. actually kind of good because i mess up a lot as i am getting started so to have like strangers be the ones witnessing that i think is better than if it was like my longtime neighbors and family friends that's good so yeah that's my life (laughs) it is the post office now i i've i've gone completely into it so yeah i am made 100 percent of post office now that's that's who i am now
0: oh nice it's fine
1: (laughs) It's fine. We're fine.
0: It's, it's, uh, yeah. It's good to have a, yeah, <laughs> a strong sense of, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, identity, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know when you were like a full time, like, uh, in high school and college. I don't know how much, like, was being a good student, was that like a core part of your identity at any point? Because it was for me. And I've replaced that. And what I've replaced it with now is male mm. carrier. But, That was a whole thing that was very important to me for a while. I
0: don't know. I've had a complicated relationship (laughs) with whether I was a good student or not at various different points in my education. Uh, I was a very good student in elementary school and middle school, and then I became less so in high school. And then I think I became a better one in college again. Yeah. But now I'm in graduate school, and I'm just okay as a student.
1: And... How are you okay with being just okay or does it eat away at you? Um,
0: I think at this point it doesn't eat away at me. Yeah. Because I have more real world experience of working in a professional setting with other people. And no offense to other people, but (laughs) most other people are just okay at most things. Mm -hmm. Like most of the times that I've had to collaborate with other people, um, they've just been sort of okay. And so I've taken a good look around at the world and realized that you know just okay is often often good enough. In fact, it's often the best you can hope for, and it's often something to be celebrated because so many things are not even just okay. So yeah, I think I, I'm at peace with being a just okay student. I don't really aspire to be an A student.
1: Yeah, it, it was a it was a rodeo, a rodeo. It was a process, not a rodeo. It was <laughs> a journey. It was a circus. <laughs> it it was that way for me as well to adjust my relationship with being a good student Uh,
0: yeah so um other than postally how are you doing
1: I'm doing all right as I say like I'm it's fine being a student is no longer a core part of my identity to stop myself immediately from being like well my other class that I'm taking (laughs) Mm. uh, is the only other thing going on for me but I have been with people like making small talk and just like With the calendar, I have been, you know, really, like, now is the time kind of looking back one calendar year where it's, like, really sinking in, like... How has the last year been and like, how am I going to think about that? It's been a year since um, coronavirus Mm -hmm. and I'm still figuring out like how I'm going to think about that because it's kind of, I wish we were maybe in a different place, not you and me, but like, I wish (laughs) maybe the world was in a different place now than it is.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we're here. (laughs) Here we are.
1: Yeah. Because it's like many things have changed in one sense, you know, where it's like now my debate every day is like, am I going to wear one mask or two? And usually it's two masks. Um, But, you know, if you had said that a year ago, it'd be like, do I even need to wear one mask Mm. is one thing. And just the way of looking forward has changed.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've it hasn't really been like a year of one thing. It's been many different phases that we've gone through. I'm now full into double masking. i don't I don't ever go out with with fewer than two masks. Nice. I also don't go out with more than two masks. Two <laughs> masks is the amount of masks I go yeah. out with. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, it's I don't know. I've just been going through many phases, and right now, I feel like I am most anxious about exiting the pandemic, like the fact that some places are relaxing restrictions and are doing it too quickly, including Massachusetts, I feel like Massachusetts is letting up on restrictions too quickly, and I feel like I'm not ready. I I feel like for many reasons, I'm not, I'm not ready to kind of go back to the way things were and yeah, I've just been thinking a lot about that.
1: Yeah, there, there is at least a government sense and business sense that we've done it. (laughs) Like it's been a year and some places cases are going down, but kind of comparing the US at least to other countries where the outbreaks were able to be more like contained were definitely not mm. there. Yeah, so it it is it is frustrating on that level.
0: I feel like part of it though is also like on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of like mental health and physical health and behavioral health. It's it's all been like a complete crapshoot for the past year for me. I've just been all over the place. And I've been able to externalize that as saying like, well, it's a pandemic, so what do you expect? And part of me has gotten so used to it being a pandemic that it's a little scary to be approaching a reality in which I will no longer be able to blame the things that are screwed up in my life on something other than myself. So if we could just keep this pandemic going, please. Then <laughs> yeah, it's, a I good, think that, it's a
1: good cover story.
0: <laughs> that would really help, uh, help me feel like there's good reasons for how weird I am. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I've just been like in a weird place. I don't even remember when the last time we recorded was. Do you remember? I
1: wrote down the action items. I did not write down a date. Mm. It was sometime in February. Yeah. I feel like I
0: went through like a long period of like through like November through February or, so, or maybe it was January. I don't remember when. But like I was going through like a relatively good period where I felt, I felt good mentally. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden I went through like a period of prolonged like being really anxious and sad all the time. And I feel like now where I've arrived is that I'm in a period of just like volatility mm. where like I'll have a really good day. And then like in the afternoon, I will all of a sudden start crashing and start feeling terrible, but then like feel better by bedtime or something like that. It's very strange. That's my, that's my life right now. That may have less to do with the pandemic and more to do with other issues for me. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think that's one thing I've definitely noticed the past couple months where it's like definitely it is still a pandemic but it does feel stranger to say like well I'm living my life and can you cut me some slack because there is a pandemic like I had to ask for an extension for one of my essays um and I was like well I probably would have needed to ask for this extent internally. I was like, I would have to probably ask for an inspection anyway because of who I am as a person. But also, you know, things are extra because there is a pandemic and it's been wearing away at everybody. So, like, it almost doesn't even feel like it merits mentioning At this point, but it is like a compounding factor to everything else, even if it's like so much a part of our lives now.
0: Mm, Yeah. And, you know, people are always going through their own metaphorical personal pandemics, (laughs) a personal pandemic. (laughs) By, by which I mean, like, I feel like this year we've all kind of been, like, going through the same shit, so it's been easy to talk to one another and be like, don't beat yourself up because you're going through this really difficult thing that everyone's going through. But everyone's always going through really difficult things. Um, sometimes people are going through less difficult things than uh, at, at other times in their lives. But, you know, recently there was this whole disaster in some states of the United States, like most notably in the news, Texas, where yeah. they had catastrophic system breakdowns as a result of, like, a cold snap that... um you know that's the kind of thing that that ruins lives, and it's it's like people are always going through shit. Sometimes it's shit you know about, and sometimes it's not. The sort of popularization of the notion that there's a need to be kind to yourself in the pandemic um, <laughs> should extend outside of that. It probably won't, but
1: yeah, I'm not very versed in I, but I feel like also this past year. Oh, Lila's getting riled up. You mm. getting riled up? Yes. Uh, <laughs> a riled, uh, Lila. It's, yeah, It's is, is like. A lot of u s capitalist uh, kind of, like i i i these are f- terms, but it's like if there is a personal destabilizing like medical emergency or mental health or uh, accident, all of our systems are not very good at making that a like small thing. it's just kind of. And you would think in a pandemic too, like, oh, okay, if there's a really overburden on healthcare or people losing their jobs, something is going to step in or cut people some slack, but it's not. And just, you know, seeing how the systems that have already been doing that for people's regular, like, ongoing sort of systematic issues mm. is not. Uh, stepping up I have to let I have to let Lila out. She's been so good for the past <laughs> seventeen minutes but all right don't destroy anything Lila she's gone.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's not an action item this week destroying things that's from <laughs> that's from several episodes ago. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I recently started bullet journaling. Are you familiar with that?
1: No, it sounds violent.
0: It's incredibly no. Uh, so it's um, it's, it's like a popular method of um, writing in like a journal that that is also kind of like a personal planner to, for like organizing and productivity, that kind of thing mm-hmm. of like keeping your life straight. And it's been kind of co-opted in by like Instagram influencers and whatnot into being like a calligraphy project mm-hmm. where you like, instead of like actually writing like a practical journal to kind of keep your head on straight, it's more about like how pretty can you make your daily bullet journal page thing look, etc. But But I, I read, I read the book that was written by the guy who came up with this bullet journal thing and yeah, so I started doing this. So I have been in a more writing things down place. Recently, than I have like physically writing things down in a in a paper notebook.
1: Am I hallucinating? Are you turning a piece of paper right now? Are we getting are we getting some diegetic? <laughs>
0: yeah, I am turning uh, the pages of my bullet journal. You may also be hallucinating. I can't speak to that. But <laughs> yeah, I got my bujo as people call it the bullet journal.
1: Oh wow, okay, you're in deep.
0: Oh, I'm in deep. I'm in. You know I'm the in. terminology. So deep. I'm, I'm I'm 20 pages into this journal now. Nice. Um, yeah, after starting it like a week or two ago, but, um, I feel like I've been, it's it's been helping me to kind of develop better habits. So I've been like reading a lot more. I', I found it very difficult to read during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. and that extends also to audiobooks. I found it very difficult to concentrate long enough to finish an audiobook, but uh, I've read a whole bunch of books slash audiobooks in the past three weeks or so. I feel like that has been an improvement in my in my mood. You know, I find that when I'm reading, I am I generally have a better mood, but I also mm-hmm. find it very difficult to motivate myself to read, even though I used to read a ton as a kid. Do you
1: have Do you have any book recommendations aside from uh, the you called it Bujo, the bullet journal person?
0: I don't even necessarily recommend his book because I didn't oh, okay. like his book. <laughs>
1: Okay. (laughs) Anti-book recommendation.
0: Yeah, let me just flip to the page in my bullet journal where I have written down (laughs) the books that I've read in 2021. Yeah, I think I think the most um, interesting books that I've read, like I I recently listened to the um, audiobooks of the Imperial Ratch trilogy, Mm. which are very good. And I also, um, right now I'm in the middle of a Star Wars novel called Into the Dark, which is very good. I feel like Star Wars novels.
1: Yeah, I... Have not been reading so much, uh, especially since my um, English class started. Because in the amount of time I have in my life, I'm putting most of my reading time into reading the books for that class.
0: That counts as reading. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I have continued to um, watch mostly a lot of Japanese animes, I guess, uh, with with my friend group, and mm. that's that's sort of like what my. <laughs> If you get me on any topic of conversation, that's where I will start making like the most wild out there connections and they will all come back to either Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, uh, the Fox television show Glee or (laughs) Revolutionary Girl Utena because that is all that is like swimming around in the free space in my brain.
0: Yeah, I've been watching – I've just been watching through BoJack Horseman.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Have you ever watched that show?
1: No, it's – I'm – put that one in a I need to not or I need to feel like I can have my emotions destabilized before I watch that kind of show yeah Uh, that's 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 everything I've heard about Bojack Horseman uh how how's it treating you uh
0: it's pretty good I I wanted to I I actually watched the first there are six seasons and I've actually watched the first five of them already but I figured I don't want to jump back in with the sixth season I'm just gonna watch again from the beginning uh and it's it's good it's um one of the more emotionally devastating shows. I'm also watching, like, I also just finished watching The Leftovers, mm-hmm. which is probably more emotionally devastating. But it might be the only show more emotionally devastating than BoJack Horseman. But uh, BoJack Horseman is also, like, the f- one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. The joke construction on there is just, like, so ridiculously good. Like, both in terms of, like, just, like, the one-off jokes, but also like the way they will thread a running joke throughout an entire season and have it develop in strange ways. It's a its a very good show.
1: Yeah, I appreciate, I have not seen it, but it sounds like there's a, like a meta level to things in that show, which I'm always very fascinated by shows that have their story and then their sort of like awareness of their show's own story. I'm enjoying, I guess, because I am not in high school I am enjoying watching a lot of, like, shows that take place in high schools about teens. Mm. And I don't fully know why, but it feels like maybe when I was younger, I would watch those kinds of shows as a, like, this is how your uh, young adulthood should be Mm. and taking it as sort of uh, advice from that end. And now it's sort of like, wow, isn't it? Interesting, you know, and cathartic to sort of see how messed up, you know, high schooler life can be and just how ill-equipped uh, people are meant to handle, you know, big big life events that um, they are dealing with for the first time. Um, so that's what I'm feeling like I'm getting a, a lot out of to um, process my emotions through the filter of television
0: shows. It's also just like a really good place to set a TV show because all of the characters have to be in the same place with one another, even if they don't want to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very much so in um, the various seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, which is, like, it's a spinoff of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series. So, like, they're at a school, which is Duel Academy, which is already on its own island, so you're very... with your own people. And at various points, uh, they go to different uh, hell dimensions by accident, and then you really pretty set with the people who are your classmates or your your group because you're in the hell dimension yeah of course and you you uh don't really have anyone else you can talk to there's also a lot of cults cults happen it's it happens uh
0: have you ever watched the leftovers
1: i have not
0: there are so many cults in. is that that
1: also a cult uh, a cult show
0: i want to say that over the course of like the 28 episodes of that show there are maybe 20 different cults.
1: Are they all religious or pseudo-religious cults? Or- Some of them. <laughs> you can just, it just happens. It's just like someone, a character gets like the call and they have to, they have to form a cult.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the most recent ones um, in the third season, which I just finished, they introduced like a sex cult based around like the worship of a very fertile lion.
1: Aslan from Narnia. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. No. No. It's actually a lion named uh, God. What's his name? It's named Fraser, which is actually a real, <laughs> a real lion who actually existed I, in the real world.
1: Okay. I hope they. I hope they um, paid that lion for featuring his uh, name and likeness in the leftovers.
0: Yeah, I hope so too.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a character I'm very fond of in Yu-Gi-Oh GX um, who kind of starts out as one of those like minor like level one boss kinda like minor bully characters and sort of like he he has his own like posse of people um very early in the show and then like every preceding he has, you know, fallen, taken down a peg by our protagonist. He just like gets caught up in whatever new cult is forming hmm. in whatever new season. He's a very enjoyable uh, character. Uh, His name is Manjomi in the Japanese version. Um, So I don't totally understand, but sometimes he wants people to call him Manjomi Thunder, but it has something to do with the Japanese in his name, Hmm. Um, and he gets people very excited, and he gets very upset if you do not call him uh, Manjomi Thunder or Manjomi Sanda.
0: I know very little about... (laughs) the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise aside from I read a bunch of the original manga Mm
1: -hmm.
0: primarily from before it was about card games
1: yeah yeah the um tone of the early manga (laughs) is very like saw but
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: kids it's like yeah dark chaos terrible puzzle games
0: Mm. that are
1: not that are not the like iconic, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monster card games. It's just, like, we're we're rolling dice, we're playing cards, we're throwing knives, and you go to the Shadow Realm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I... One of my friends got us to sort of start watching Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, and... It suffers from being like a spin off series in that no one really takes it seriously. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I had only watched the original sort of uh, English. It used to run on a network that no longer exists called uh, Four Kids, uh, you know, like a yeah. ABC Family sort of type network. I didn't know they Um, had their own
0: network. I know that was the company that dubbed them. They also dubbed Pokemon.
1: Yeah, and so the English versions of both the original Yu-Gi-Oh and the Yu-Gi-Oh GX are almost like so, it's like so divergent Mm. uh, in tone and plot and what is happening in the like translation that it is not at all the same show at some points. Um, So it's interesting to, to watch and now I have like A lot of, (laughs) I will become a Yu-Gi-Oh! GX defender, I guess, because there's a lot of really, like, interesting and complex themes that they um, deal with in addition to it being, you know, like a regular sort of, like, fun dueling show where they are obligated every episode to have at least one uh, card game duel. (laughs) But it's a show that can do it all.
0: (laughs) That's great. So few shows can. (laughs)
1: So few shows, yeah. Can can be a merch, have a merch tie-in and... Also make you uh, cry and think about being a uh, very good student, and then you graduate and are no longer a good student, and you feel like you have no purpose in life. That's the subplot on yu gi GX.
0: There wasn't a single card game in the leftovers.
1: Disappointing. Would you think um, they should make um, like a Fraser the Lion sex cult sort of like merchandise? Do you think they're missing out?
0: I think that's like – that would be pretty low on the list of cults that they would make. <laughs> There's like – the 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 main cult in this show is called the Guilty Remnant. Mm-hmm. They wear all white and they smoke cigarettes and they don't speak. <laughs> that that would be like the merchandise, which would just be white clothing.
1: Yeah, there. I, a lot of cults have the market on like bleached white, would be terrible to like eat a spaghetti dinner kind of clothing lines.
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> not a great um, – place to have a spaghetti dinner i mean i used to my boy scout troop used to have its own like spaghetti dinner that it would do every year to raise money for the troop but if you were a cult that were all white then you couldn't do that
1: no unless you also like somehow dyed the like tomato sauce and meatballs white also you know
0: yeah you could do like an alfredo sauce or something
1: yeah then it would work
0: (laughs) yeah all right. We got it.
1: We got it. <laughs> Anyhow,
0: um, action items. Let's talk about action items. Let's
1: talk about action items. Okay. Those I did write down and I'm fine. Uh, I them. also
0: wrote them down in my okay. bullet journal.
1: Whoa. Okay. You should go then.
0: <laughs> there were two. Uh, one of them was to learn something about unions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other one was to complete the New York Times crossword for at least one day.
1: Well – so I did mine. I learned something about labor unions. I did not do <laughs> the New York Times crossword puzzle even once.
0: Yeah, I learned something, but I'm, I've already forgotten it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Beautiful.
0: I definitely, like, looked up some stuff about unions, but it didn't stick. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I forgive you for on that. I I sat through a um, post office orientation and then joined a union. Oh. So I, I was in my interest to, I think, learn – a little bit more, uh, about, about labor unions. Uh, but yeah, there was a really big, um, they call it a wildcat strike in the 1970s that started, I think, in New York. And then for, I think it might've been a week or so, the postal carriers, they stopped delivering mail because like, negotiations had um, slowed and it was interesting one of our trainers told us like they tried sending in um, the U.S. National Guard to you know like okay the mail carriers aren't delivering mail we'll just have the National Guard do it but Mm. they could not do it because it is a skill and they had some Good victories from that wildcat strike. and also the postal union has a history of, you know, working for getting the eight hour workday, forty hour work week, and those those kinds of things that are now like more standard than they would have been more unthinkable if that makes sense. Like now it is more standard to expect that, whereas like, You know, 100 or 150 years ago, it would be kind of like out of the question, like, why would you (laughs) offer that as an employer if you can force people to work for more? So, Mm. yeah, it was (laughs) it was an impressive enough um, history that I am now part of. The postal workers union so we'll see where that takes me but there's also like buzz right now about an amazon warehouse trying to unionize and oh yeah it's like whenever corporations or places are so invested in building up why you should not unionize and going through all the effort of trying to stop people and and you know intimidate people into not unionizing it really kind of shows like why it is necessary for workers to have that kind of like united force that can advocate on their behalf
0: right wasn't Wildcat Strike the name of a Disney Channel original movie?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think there is a bowling, a Disney Channel original movie by that name. Or I think it's Alley Cat Strike, but um, I have not.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes more unfortunately,
1: sense. Unfortunately, I, I have a lot of expertise in Disney Channel original movies. I have not seen that one. Okay. But uh, who knows? Maybe <laughs> it is about a bowling alley that um, unionizes. Oh, that'd be cool. If not, that's what they should do in the remake.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Disney, yes. come to me for all your uh, movie teen teen movie ideas.
0: All right, do you have any um, action items to propose for the coming week?
1: I can generate one in my brain. Give me just a second. I was so proud of myself for being able to pull up our last week's <laughs> notes that I totally forgot that that's a thing that we do yeah. every week. That's one of the only like tasks that we do is we generate our own action items. It's true. Yeah, I'll do an action item. I'll keep it simple. I'll keep it classic. This may have even already been an action item. I don't know. Don't fact check me. <laughs> but um, people should bake something this week. Bake something. bake something.
0: Do you have any recommendations?
1: Um. Yeah. Um. This morning, um, it was already past the Jewish holiday of Purim, where people uh, typically eat hamantashen, but. When it was uh, actually Purim, I was too tired to do any baking. So I, today this morning, um, I made some uh, date and orange filling um, and it was very tasty, and I'm glad I did it. Oh. They're like um, little sugar cookies that are in the shape of a triangle, and then you fill them with usually a fruit filling. Sometimes a prune filling. I hate it when they do prune filling. It's terrible. You can also do it with like chocolate or um, poppy seed. I don't know. People do different things, but some kind of sweet filling. Mm. It was nice. nice. Do you have an action item?
0: Yeah, you should buy something from a local small business. Nice. That's what you should do.
1: Oh, wait. Okay. Okay. Not wait to you. Wait to me because I'm going to write that down because I may not have a bullet journal, but I have... A plan to help <laughs> to help my terrible memory by writing things down.
0: That's a good way to remember things. <laughs> all right, well, if that's uh, if that's all we got, then I think we should wrap this up. Yes. So um, until next time, stay distant.
1: And until next time, go the distance.